podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged. I'm so happy you decided to join us today. Before we jump into the podcast, I'd like to give a big shout out to our sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. I think my record, I, I forget. I always want to say it's 47, but I think it's 27 seconds to take this thing. It's so easy to set up and take down. Um, it, it's so nice with the screens now and how it comes with workouts and things for the players to do. Um, you, you will not be disappointed in it. Mention Coach Unplugged, they'll give you $400. You said it right. I, I went to them and I said, I got to take care of my people. Uh, 350 is not enough. You mentioned Coach Unplugged, and they'll give you $400 off your next purchase. So go over and check it out. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It's what allows me to put this podcast out every day. It's what allows me to put all the free resources and things I do out into the world. It pays the bills. So go over and check it out. 14-day free trial. It is a one-stop shop for basketball coaches. It is everything that you need. You get my email address. You're able to contact me. You're able to jump in our office hours. You're able to find anything. If we don't have it, we'll find it for you along with a 14-day free trial. So go over and check that out. Also, we'd love if you love these podcasts. Um, we'd love you if you went over and checked out High School Hoops or the 5-Minute Basketball Coaching Podcast or the Funnel Down Defense Podcast. We'd love if you go check those out. We'd also love if you left a five-star review. All right, let's head off to the pod. Let's head off. Bye. That's rule of one. Rule of two, the rule two is if you really cannot solve it with yourself and you cannot make head or tail of what the hell this coach is saying and you start, you're beginning to think I'm going crazy, go ask a teammate. Right. And I said, and if you and your teammate can't, solve it, it together then i have failed you then come to me and that way i'm solving two problems not one right <laughs> i love that uh, and, and and they're like okay so if they come around and i've uh, there's like little things just little things where they turn on they're like uh coach uh, so when i start practice i put all the water bottles in a corner of the gym and i put um i ask them to put their we have a bench on the side and i turn i say right so we have lights and light and dark tops I said, any of your lights or dark tops that you need to actually put on uh, during the course of this practice need to be on that bench. We do a, I do a preseason talk on something called the diet of dependency, um, where I turn around and I said, right, the diet of dependency is you must do everything. Your parents don't do it for you. Um, right. do you. Do you put on your own T-shirt? Yes. Do you put on your underwear? Yes. Do you put a title on shoelaces? That's great. So there, there's nothing that your parents should be doing. The diet of dependency is on you. Right. And during practice, the data dependency is still on you. It's not on me. Right. Uh, I am here to make you a better basketball player. It's on you to become a better basketball player and be open to that. Um, I love that. Um, yeah, it, it's like I don't deal. There's like all those wasted time things. It's like I tell them, if you need a drink, you can get a drink whenever you want. But you're yeah. in charge of your own water bottle, bringing it, taking it away, blah, blah, blah. That's not, the only, the only yeah. thing I've enforced this year is I've given, I've turned on, I've said, we're going to have five timeouts during a training session. Okay. These are, these are my tools for practice. Okay. This is the kind of stuff I want to talk to you about. These are my tools during practice. Um, kids have the ability to reset any drill so they can scream reset and that resets. Right. They also have a, the ability to call one timeout per drill. So if they want to call a timeout, they have a 60 second timeout to get their teammates together in a, in a huddle, talk to them, 
talk to each other, and then uh, oh, we, we go back out onto the floor. How often so do they, they do that? They have a reset, but they, they're allowed one time out every drill. They don't have but, to use it. But how often do they do it? They, they started doing it. They started okay. the reset button got called a few times. And then when some of the younger guys just couldn't fathom what the hell is going on, the older guys called. They said, hey, coach, can I get time out? Like, yep, sure, you got time out. Go 60 seconds on the clock, go. Right. And they all and get you keep like, the clock running during practice? I keep, I keep yeah. the clock. I, clock think that's, I think that's key. It's like, everything. yeah, everything. It's like, because I want them to be, get used to looking at it, too. It's like, that's, you know. So that's that's the, that's this. You move, you, you, you've you kind of introduced the second level of it. And I give them five timeouts during a two-hour practice. Uh, our, uh, to our pride, now to our pride is very, very closely mimics a game that we have four quarters, 40 minutes, 10 minutes, um, uh, 10 minutes is, a, is, a, is our halftime. Okay. Um, and we have like usually a 10, 10 minute uh, pregame so that it kind of mimics a two hour uh, game session. So we, 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 I have five timeouts, each of which is 60 seconds. I give them two in the first hour and I, and I can take three. In those timeouts, they want to drink water. They all go to the corner that we've that designated for water, and we they drink their water. And I'm and I'm talking to them. However, this year I made a conscious decision that in those timeouts they talk first. Oh, I like that. Fifteen seconds they reflect on whatever's going on because they need to have, give me a hundred percent of their attention. Right. So let them get up, give them 15 seconds, let them do what the hell they need to do. If I can't deliver in 45 seconds what I need to be telling them, I'm in the wrong damn If you job. can't deliver in 30, because yeah, literally, think about it. This, this is my breakdown. 15 seconds, reflection. 30 seconds, they're now listening to me. 15 seconds at the end is they reiterate or they, repl- they re- repeat what they need to be doing okay. on the floor. So that I am, I'm closing the loop of learning. Um, which I've taken and stolen from my wife. Right. But it's true. But it's true. It it's because it you got, you got, we, we literally live in a Snapchat slash, you know, yeah. this world that the, everything's, okay. so they got to be able to do it in 30, 20, 30 seconds. Boom, 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 boom. If they yeah, can't, yeah. they've, they've really responded well to that. And like they've that. kind of bonded. And what we've turned around, I've, my, my agreement with them is if they start a timeout, finish a timeout, right? Anything must, anything like that, they must accompany with positive touches. So you must, you see another teammate on the street, it must, there must be a positive touch. Now that can be a high five, a fist bump. I don't care what it is, right? I'm not too bothered, but there must be some kind of positive touches going on. Yep. And, um, I've kind of stolen that. It's the three um, clap thing, two or the two clap thing when yeah, things aren't going yeah. well. That's what we that's, do. That's crazy you say, you say that. Um, I was watching the Euros this year. Um, Lithuania was playing at the under 16s there in Division A, which is Division One, uh, sorry, Division A, uh, and they're one of the top teams. And it's crazy because I sat there and I'm like, I was watching under 16 games. The Lithuanians are shooting a free throw. Usually, if you're playing at home, the whole gym goes silent, right? The Lithuanians, when they go to the free throw, their home team are clapping, and I couldn't like, I, I was like baffled by the whole situation i'm going right so one of the gb coaches that i know that actually works with us i message him i'm like listen mac you do you have do you have access to any of the lithuanian coaches he's like yeah he's like i've got something to stay in the same hotel I'm like listen can we ask like what the why do they actually clap right. during um the free throws and he was like i've already asked them that and i was like okay he says because they they the coach turns around and the whole, the entire gym turns around and says it is more stressful to shoot the ball if there's a complete silence 
So if you're used to sl- like shoot the ball with all that noise, which right. is in the gym, balls are bouncing, everything is yep. all, everyone's clapping, just making noise going, don't worry about it. Just stay calm through it. Right. It's more stressful to shoot the side of the gym. I'm like, that's, cr- that's, that's, that's my mind. There's, a, there's, there's, there's been studies too. I was reading something that basically, you, you, basically by the third clap, you should let yeah. it go. Like I yeah. just made a bad pass. It turns like, all right, rather than getting your, there's some, yeah. there's a, there's an energy with clapping. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's, yeah. it's, it's in our blood somewhere, you know, it's just human nature. There's something with that noise. Yeah. Like that's, that's what I tell my boys by the third clap, if you better let it go or we're going to have some issues, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, th- that's, that's it. Just kind of move on. It's that next possession mentality that I keep telling my, my boys yep. about. And they need a cue. Like, they need a cue at, you know, even the younger, you yeah, need some sort of cue that this is, we're done. Okay. Next. Because yeah, I mean, this this time around at, at, in Edinburgh, even in a in a real game, I turned around, I told the boys, I said, right, in the first half, I'm going to give you one timeout. In the second half, you're going to get one timeout, right? I'm right. taking five of my timeouts. I'm going to work with three. Two of them are yours. The bench needs to tell me when they want it. Right. And fair enough. First half, for actually first end of first quarter, we were up only five. The score was 13-8. Um, they called the first timeout. They're like, coach, we got to talk to everyone. I was like, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm all right with that because now we're kind of moving into level one. Right. I'm not at level three anymore. And it's scary how quickly I have become that coach when I absolutely failed at being that coach last year with the under 18s. Right. Had gotten sometimes so- the 18s need more twos and twos and a halves, to be honest. Yeah. Sometimes they and do because that- they're egos and they, they do. Um, yeah, it's not, we're not football coaches. That's the thing is you, you make one mistake in a football game, you lose, yeah. you know soccer yeah. game, whatever, but there's hundreds of mistakes. That's the key is I think we as coaches in practice have to teach them how to let go of those mistakes quickly. Yeah. It, it, that, that's, that's my main goal for this year. My main goal this year is to make sure my reflection sheets are all on, are all documented. So when I kind of have that, that end of season meeting with all the parents and kids, and say, right, this is what we've done through the year. There's right. the kind of strengths, weaknesses and things that, that the kids, um, exhibited this is what it looks like they did there was a lot of progress made in december there was not a lot of progress made in december and then there's one done at the end of the the end of the season progress through this through the course of the season so i mean um that's going to be interesting for me that's going to be like one thing that we're going to do this year the second thing is i'm i'm just it's going to be fundamentals 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 this year because if kids are going to go through this program and i have the opportunity to impact what is the base of players coming through with my program? I'm I have to put in the work this year, right? With regards to that, and it doesn't like so we're we're gonna go through skills checklist the ones that I shared with you. Yep, that's great. We've already they should have already checklist a lot of that stuff uh, prior to coming to me because that's done at a club level. Right. So I'm an academy coach. They've they've risen up to academy now. That skills checklist should be checked off. However. There's going to be things where I, for example, I turned around and I said, right, um, do you know what are the four moves that consist of any dribble drive action that happens in within basketball? And they're like, yeah, coach, we know it. Um, there is a dribble. It's like, yeah. So there's a crossover. It's like, all right. So there's a behind the back. I was like, right. So there's a spin move. I said, right. I said, is that your answers? I'm like, he's like, yeah, coach, that, those, are, those are all the moves. I was like, no, I said, none of those involved. Like what, what fundamental moves, all, everything that you just told me, all I can see is there are four, four consistent moves. There is a lead step, right? Right, right leg lead step, left leg lead step, right leg lead cross, 
right? Like left leg lead cross. I said, if you can master those four things, the rest of everything that you just told me, a crossover between the legs behind the backspin move, it, it all comes off those four very fundamental. So that it's kind of one of those things where I need to strip them back just a little bit because coaches have been overly enthusiastic of kind of saying, let's move them on, let's move them on, let's move them on, let's move them on. Right. right. And they come to me and they're like, well, I was like, great. So you're sitting there doing a behind the back dribble and you're not moving. Right. It's like so, breaking it down into threes. Like, you know, how do you rebound? Well, how yeah. do you, you know, get low? You got to turn the body. You got to find kind I mean, then you got to go, the, the one people forget is then you got to go get the ball kind of thing, you know, yeah. after that. And we, we work on that actual contact and then pop, you know, um, yeah. that's hard. I've, I've so far de- de- dedicated one entire um, practice to just rebounding. Right. Just rebounding. Because it's a lost skill. It is. It's not something, you know, everyone's dribbling, like you said before. Everyone's working on their dribble. The disease of the dribble. That's what it is. The kids, that's what what they see. They see Steph Curry warming up before a game. Two basketballs. I was like, I have to keep reminding them, going, you know, that's what you see. There's one Steph Curry. There's eight million people. And I I looked at him, I said, said, you, you forget he does that stuff to get him in the zone. He's not working on anything that's his... That's his way of actually just getting. That's his pregame ritual, right? And that's part of his routine. And and this year we're I'm I'm going to do a lot of um, so the the progress is one thing, uh, the off the court stuff is another thing that I'm going to be yep. talking about this year. Um, I've made a conscious effort to actually talk to them about nutrition. Yeah, um, I think that's really good. Uh, one of my Sweet. colleagues is actually very very qualified in uh, strength and conditioning and nutrition. So he came along during camp and gave um, gave an hour and a half talk about what, because it's very strange with the younger ones because they have a lot of body image issues and like I'm not used to that with the with the older kids they were very much right with lights and darks where one's going to go skins and shirts and that's right. it we're, yeah. we're, we're off we were working they were not bothered by it, but this younger age group they're like oh okay um, not too right. comfortable taking off my t-shirt. Right. It's yeah. Little stuff like that, you know. It is. It's, it's like it's one of those things where you kind of sit back after three days of practice and go. Here we go. And the thing is, you got to talk about the nutrition part is huge. And I I use the whole what kind of gas are you going to put in the engine kind of thing. But then the um the sleep thing is huge at that age. Yeah. They're not getting enough sleep, and that too much screen time kills them. So that's what we we during camp. Um, this is another thing that we ended up doing. We we talked about um are you a leisure athlete or are you a performance athlete? And they're like, oh, I was like, when you played for club and you enjoy being around your friends and we were, we were, you, you just love being, you love flying your club colors and you played at your local uh, CBL, which is like your AAU tournaments right. and you were not a traveling yep. team. It's just a local AAU tournament. You were, you were there to enjoy the sport of basketball. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, uh, I said, that's you being a leisure athlete. So what do you do that's different? That's a performance athlete. And we kind of broke it down going, right, you wake up in the morning, do you stretch? Do you foam roll? After a game, do you go home and fill the tub up, which is the bath, and with cold water and just sit in it? Because this is England. You don't really need ice in a, in a bathtub. It's freaking cold anyway. Right. <laughs> turn, on the, turn on the damn tap and sit in the damn thing. You'll be all right. Right. It, we, we talk about what kind of food are you putting in your body? And like Sean, who was, was one of my colleagues that came in and did this, he actually took pictures and said, right, how old are you? this is how old i am right great how much how how much do you think you need um for a day like today where you're playing six hours of basketball how much food do you think you need and they were like well i think you need 
one of those bowls and you need two of those bowls and um he's like okay he's like so what if i turn out told you you needed six of those bowls because you played six hours of basketball you burn about four and a half thousand calories and you're currently you're currently inputting into your body about 450 and that you can see where the kids minds are blown going right <laughs> and, the, and the thing is they're burning it too like yeah. you and i we're getting older we don't yeah. like yeah. I, I i have one of two ways i can eat less <laughs> or i can exercise more you know they're they're not at that stage if we want if you want to put any mass on them i mean they have no yeah. idea how much they're burning no, they, they, they had they had absolutely no clue. And then another thing that another one of the coaches, one of the coaches that we know, uh, Mac, who's our performer, again, I keep saying Max, Max got like a wealth of information. He's he's an interesting guy for you to talk to, you know. I'd love to have him on the podcast. Um, his name is Ian McLeod. Um, he's our performance and mentoring officer. He's actually the assistant BBL coach for the Eagles. Um, he, he's a fantastic guy to talk to. Um, you send me like, that. You send me a stuff. I'll get that. Would be. I would love to sit and have a whole hour conversation about. That. Yeah, I mean, I mean, even like he, the kind of stuff that he comes out with it because he works with Alan Keane as well, who's like the head coach for the under 18s Euro Boys, and and like he's he's done some crazy stuff this year. I mean, he they got a promotion out of Division B. Um, they finished in seventh place in the world for under 18s. That's unheard of for England. Right. Um, Great Britain won the wheelchair basketball championships of the world. They beat Team USA. Um, that was sick. Like we we didn't we no one no one expected them to position that alone to win the entire thing right. and beat the US. Right. That wheelchair basketball. That's ridiculous, you know. But like, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a great time to be in the sport for us. And, and like Ian Ian would would be a fantastic guest for you. I know you'd love having a conversation with him. I'll kind of put put the two of you together and see okay. what you guys that'd be awesome. Up. So you're thinking fundamentals. You're thinking off the court. You're thinking, I'm thinking progress sheets. Progress Let's sheets. Kiss, um, basically kissing it, you know, keeping yeah. it simple, stupid. Yeah, and that's basically. it. Yeah, and 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 basic. And what I wanted to kind of is set the set the baseline for kids coming through the program, so that the coach for the under 16s next year says, "Oh, you know, hey, coach, this is this. Uh, we're looking at these kids." I'm like, "Great, here's all the resources that we have, and we have like a share drive right. of the kids. Uh, this is their kind of progress. And should you want to pick one of these kids, because we don't." We don't say, oh, the under 14s need to move to the under 16s. No, no. You go through trials again. Right. I have a six kid, a six foot five kid out of Barcelona that, that rocks up to the UK because his dad gets a job. Right. I want to work with that kid as well. Right. You know, I think I think a key I think the I think the, the analogy is it's like I'm the I'm the um I'm the geometry algebra two teacher and you're the algebra teacher. You're you, I gotta make sure that they have that before they get to me. That That's it's kind right. of that progression in mathematics, right? You can't that take calculus into taking pre-calc. So what you need to do as a program, I think, that's awesome, is basically they're gonna know in a year or two that when you say this, this is what they're gonna be able to do. That's and what that's you, what we've made a conscious effort this year as coaches to use very similar terminology. Right. And it it is it is it has been it's been a challenge because I'm not born and raised here. Right. So clearly, there's a different terminology that I would use. Right. Right. Um, for example, I talked to a coach that currently um, works with the under twenty women, um, Jeff Jones. Um, if you Google him, I'm pretty sure you know you and him probably have cross paths. Okay. Um, U.S. coach is, is his daughter plays for England as well. Uh, Georgia Jones. Um, uh, son Callum Jones plays for Worcester Wolves, and he's one of those guys that that he was a scout, I think, for Cincinnati. Really? He was a scout for Cincinnati at some point. Yeah, I was talking to him, and he was he he's like he, he's a very 
I will, um, you, you got to curl this in and then you stop and pop. Right? And like, you can't use that kind of language from one coach to the other. Right. Uh, because if you're looking at a 12 year old, he gets used to that kind of language when he gets to the under 14 or I mean, uh, the under 16 levels where it's a different coach. The coach is going to struggle just to make him understand some basic stuff because we've all been using different terminology for it. Right. Uh, do you say something very simple as um, we're inbound to the ball, you must curl to the ball, right? Curl right. to the ball. It's like, yeah, can you see cut? Can you make a C cut? And um, which one do you, use, do you do you use helpline? Do you use, do you use things like that? Do you? Yeah. Use, we, yeah. Well, that, that's, we use helpline. We use C cuts. We use uh, breakouts. We use, um, use your lead hand and then back pedal versus, you know, so there's just some common terminology sure. that we've all agreed this year to kind of use. Okay. Where rather than turn on Telekate who's 12 years old, you got to sit in your stance. Right. You don't sit in anything. Right. You actually play defense, right, by actually getting into your stance. You don't sit. Just sit right. down in your stance. We've, we've, we've made a, like, as coaches, so there's like, there's like eight coaches during in the academy. We've all, including Ian, um, that we've all made a conscious effort this year to kind of use the same terminology. Um, and that will take time for that to kind of yeah. So percolate. Like we're we're teaching the kids how to play transition. We want a parallel sideline pass. We want to make sure we offer middle. So those kind of rather than turn around and say right, uh, run the lanes. Make sure we're constantly in the middle of the floor. It's just it's making sure that we use a consistent uh, the consistent use of the right language through the course of the age group so that the kids don't get confused. And it's, then the new kids that come in are able to slot in quite easily because the other kids kind of say, this is what it means. Right. This is what I've been here a few years. This is what it means. Amazing. Don't panic. And what percentage of kids move up from 14 to 16? 80%? There is, um, there, I'd say there's about a 60%, which is not, which is not great. Right. Uh, 60% is what it is because a lot somewhere of else. Or they're not good. Uh, a lot of the kids end up moving. So a lot of the kids, some of the kids end up uh, being shell shocked by the entire thing. Okay. Um, turn around and saying, "Right, this is not for me. I'm didn't right. enjoy this at all." Right. The fact is, we, uh, the, some some kids are like that. They just don't like the pressure. And and the like I tell everyone, I said, not everybody will thrive in this environment because it is a performance environment. Right. If you're serious about where you want to go, it is my job to work double double as hard as you are. Right. Um, to make sure that we are getting you to the goals that you want to. So my rules with the kids also during a game is I will not sit down in a game that you are playing if you don't stop working hard. The only time I will sit down is if I think you are not working hard. And they're like, oh, coach. So this year, my under 14 started like, oh, coach, last year with the under 18, did you sit down? I was like, yeah, I sat down one game. I sat down in the second quarter. We came back to win it by third. Uh, but just because I that's turned it, around nonverbal that they'll be able to cue on that's real it. quick. That's and it. Sit and like, down. I, the, the, the guys on the bench going, "Oh crap!" He sat down. Right. I just sat down, put my tactics board to the side, and I just sat down, put, put, put folded my hands. My body language said it all. I felt folded my hands and kind of just put my hand on my on my uh, on my chin and kind of went, "Okay, this is where we're at." <laughs> and like the entire bench turns around going. He's never sat down. We've played like a whole bunch of games. This guy never sits down. And then he realized they all turned around. I remember what he said. He said, if he'll sit down, if he thinks that we're not playing hard enough. And I was like, I said, I cannot, I can teach you how to play basketball, but I can't teach you hard. Right. That's something that you must come with. 
And that I, and, and that also comes from other people on the bench in the court. I mean, they have to be able to pick each other up because they're not all going to be up here all the time, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and, yeah. That, and that's it. So we, we, this is another thing we talked about. We're going. Um, are you um, are you acceptable? Are you exceptional? And if you uh, if you've moved from acceptable to exceptional, you must understand that exceptional has now become the new acceptable. Right. The new. Right? The, new gotta, the new mean. The, yes. The new. Yes. Mean. That's it. That's the new mean. Yeah. So you you've got to make sure that the, the the what what are you? And we we just constantly do that. We turn around. We walk in. Um, and we have like seven, seven things that, that we kind of uh, drill home with the kids. So seven core values within our academy that we talk about. Uh, one of them is selflessness. And um, uh, we, we, we like we walk in. Uh, I'll, I'd walk in and there'll be one. You always know there's always that one 12-year-old kid that's trying to shoot from the halfway line. He said that. He's like, yep, that's what I'm training, training for. I'm going to shoot from the halfway line for right. that end of game situation that he will not be on the floor for. And at the, the, the end of the day, I turn around and I ask these kids, I was like, are you a um, leisure athlete? Are you a performance athlete? It's like, oh, coach, I'm a performance athlete. I said, then where is your selflessness? Because I've got, I've got nine guys sitting on the side, foam rolling and stretching prior to practice even beginning. Right. Which involves a stretch and a warm-up, a dynamic right. and a static stretch. Uh, I said, they are being selfless to their teammates because they want to try and make sure that they are practice ready, hence game ready. Right. And that's when kids are like, okay, that's yeah. okay. <laughs> you know, I love that you call it halfway too. I call it half court. So half court, yeah, the halfway, the halfway line. That's what yeah. I don't know. It's just it's one of those things, isn't it? It is. Um, what else do we? We we do another thing where we kind of uh, talk talk to the kids and ask them what the seven core values are, and we go through this during camp. Uh, bravery, uh, communication, selflessness, respect, reflective. They're 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 all a part of our value core values, and. Um, this year, I think one of the things I'm going to try and drive home with this age group, and it's going to be one that I probably need to pick up with you at some point. How do I instill a sense of confidence without the obvious it will come with time? Okay. So while you want to, you have to show them success, um, it might not always be on the court. Um, there can be other kinds of success that can build their confidence. Can you, can, I mean, Going to Edinburgh sounded like it built their confidence. Um, oh yeah, definitely. Um, I, I had like one of my big kids and who never who couldn't say anything in the first game, right? Um, and the first game we lost by like four or something ridiculous, right? And I actually, in some strange way, I actually liked the fact that we lost that first game because it lit a fire under them. They were like, you know, right. we first game. I was like, he's like, look the size of us. We're just we're 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 we're, we're quite a large team and we can run the floor and. We've all played basketball before. So they went and they did really well at camp to then go to Edinburgh and like build Is on there that. a way that you can schedule some some things during the season either? Or is your schedule? Right, so is that, are you talking about like, like friendly games and stuff yes. like that? Yeah, 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 definitely. I, I can, I, we're, we're not, we're not curtailed in any sort of form. I'm, I'm, I'm still head coach of that age group. I can do what the hell I want. And you know when the hard ones are coming? Do you yeah. know who your hard opponents yeah. are going to be? Yeah, so, so uh, with us is... Um, where usually there's like there's a huge rivalry between three of us, so I would say it's us Newcastle, Manchester because Manchester had John Amici who went ended up in the in the NBA, so he has a huge foundation and he has his own building and stuff for his right. kids to come through. They come out of the John Amici Center, um, and it's between us, um, 
the the and Birmingham, um, Birmingham being the multicultural city that they ha- that they are. Um, Hakeem Olajuwon. Yep. Hakeem Olajuwon has his own club in Birmingham. He lives in Birmingham now. Oh, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His his son, his son plays for Birmingham Rockets. What great um, is he? Well, how old is he? He is an under sixteen now. Is he huge? Not not as big as dad. No, not as big as dad. So yeah, so that might be that might be one way. I I would I would definitely try to schedule some. You know, maybe you know you have a tough little stretch here. You got to rebuild them back up. Go, yeah. you go get some friendlies. You know, I, I I'm always a big believer in that. Um, oh yeah. Especially, you don't have to do that when they get older because they can kind of fight through it on their own. But they're they're they're. <laughs> It goes back to like their body. I mean, everything is so fragile at that. They're just trying to figure yeah. out who they are, to be honest yeah. with you, like as yeah. people, not even as yeah. basketball players. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, oh. they, 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 you just hit the nail on the head. They are. They, I, was, I turned around and told them, I said, you know, it's like, oh, coach, what play are we going to run? I'm like, we're going to play basketball. How about that? Right, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't, if I wanted robots, I'd stay at home. And, yeah. stay on my and, and they like structure, though. If yeah, you, if, Going back to the practice thing, they I'm not saying I'm I'm just saying that they know that this is the way their world kids like structure. I'm not saying dictatorial, I'm saying structure that they know that I should do this now. If gives them it's it's like knowing they're gonna get tucked in when they're six years old. You know, it's just it's that comfort of knowing it. Um you know, because I'm married to a psychologist and she tells me that all the time. It's it's that it's that structure stuff that makes them feel good. Then within that structure is where you can do your, you know, Hey, this is the way you should come out every day. This is like you said, this is where we put our water. They like that. Um, because they know that that's the way the world is. Yeah. Hey everybody. If you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe, like leave a review, jump up and down, run around your house, whatever you need to do. Also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great day. Sports social podcast network.